Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, freedom to retire. Next year, uh, the 2024 election. That's yeah. now less than a year away. And a new survey by Nationwide found that 45% of investors, they believe the results of the presidential election and congressional elections are going to have a bigger influence on retirement plans and portfolios than market returns. Mm. I have to wonder, should clients be worried about something that uh, is, is honestly kind of beyond their control? Yeah, well, look, Chris, I think I stand with the majority of Americans here when I say I'm not feeling that warm and fuzzy, uh, you know, about this current administration, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, in, you know, a number of their policies could just wreak havoc on the economy and in the stock market if, if God forbid, they get reelected for another four years. Uh, but look, that being said, I also don't like the idea of pulling all of my money out of the stock market, you know, and just fear that a Democrat gets gets elected because because, look, the stock market went up substantially almost every time in recent history that a Democrat was in office, mm-hmm. a lot of it is just happenstance and, and luck, but you know, about where the market was positioned before their election. But, but look, even this, this term that, you know, the sketchy Biden administration, you know, the market is up and, and look, some things to remember is, is that, you know, some economists like to point out stock market conditions over the past 50 years during a, you know, a president's term. Uh, but look, you know, remember, you know, back in the 1960s, those earlier times when they tried to say, oh, this is what happened in the market back then. Uh, big platforms like 401ks, for example, they weren't even invented right. back in, in the 1960s. And now think about it. We have something like 60 or 70 million Americans who are actively enrolled in 401ks who are f- pumping fresh money. We're talking 5% of their paycheck, uh, 10%, sometimes even 20% of their pay gets pumped into the market every time people get a paycheck and it's going directly into and building up these stock and bond markets. So we have far more demand for stocks because of that steady cash flow going in uh, to the market so frequently. And look, the majority of people are, are using that, that set it and forget it technique with their 401k. In other words, they're not buying and selling and getting in and out of this mutual fund and into cash and then back into the fund. They're not doing that. The, the majority of folks every week or every month, like a day trader would, you know, with stocks. Uh, I, I mean, look at how much the market has grown over the past 14 years. It, it's borderline absurd. <laughs> if you look at the, the, the path over the past hundred years and if, if zero in on the, 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 the past, uh, 14 years, it's, it's, it's like to the moon. So look, regardless of who gets elected into the office uh, next year, I I think that we still need to focus more so on the facts and just the state of the economy. In other words, we need to play the hand that we're being dealt uh, with economic conditions and market conditions. We need to play it most efficiently, Chris. I think you have a good point there because a lot of people, you know, on a whim have, have made changes based on elections. When Trump got elected, for, for example, I know a lot of people were very concerned and they did pull their money out of the market. But the Trump bump, that's what it was called. The, the markets really uh, took off uh, in the days following that election. And regardless of, of how you feel politically, 
over the course of 20, 30 year retirement, here's the thing. You're going to see multiple elections. You're going to see multiple uh, parties taking different control. And, and you don't want to you don't want to have your emotions dictate that you need a you need a solid plan in place. Right. Oh, for sure. And yeah, millions of people missed out on the Trump bump mm-hmm. because they were afraid of what was going to happen. And as much as I hate to say it, the, the Biden bump, if we want to call it that, <laughs> you know, a lot of it was because we had zero interest rates during his presence. So, of course, the market loved that. But we don't want to be missing out. So what I guide my clients to do is, you know, instead of just, you know, focusing on worrying about, you know, there's look, there's thousands of what ifs that can play out over the next year or two. Um, so what I suggest is just, you know, be more focused on how we can best improve our financial picture in the here and now. Uh, for example, I was just speaking with a lady over the phone. Um, very nice lady, sweetest lady. She was, she was just concerned about how to best prepare, you know, for, for a, a series of events that could unfold. One of the big things she brought up was the, the digital currency takeover possibility here in, in America, uh, looking to best plan ahead for that. And, and look, there's a lot of financial folks out there who, who are just trying to sell on those fears. Look at all these gold commercials that are out and about. Um, and personally, when it comes to gold, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, think about it. Sometimes they say, well, you got to hedge your portfolio. You know, if you have 5% or maybe 10% of your total portfolio in gold, how is that really a hedge against losing substantial money in the other 90% <laughs> of your portfolio? Even if your gold doubles in value, it's still not going to put a dent in, in terms of hedging. So mm-hmm. look, these folks offering the gold, you know, they stand to make tremendous amount of, uh, of profit based on working up your fears. And that same lady who was so nervous about preparing for the possibility of this digital uh, currency, uh, she was focusing so much of her attention on that, that she was taking her eye off the ball with other segments of her portfolio. Uh, because she was one of the hundreds and hundreds of people that I've spoken with this year uh, who, have, who have money with a financial advisor who think they're getting the guidance that they need, the advisor's charging them the fee, uh, and they have the same basic cookie-cutter approach, which, by the way, if you notice, is not really working so well these days. No. That same cookie-cutter approach of, oh, 60% and 40%, you know, 60% stock, 40% bond. Um, and if you look at your statement, if you have that mix, look at your statement. Um, there's always, you know, there's typically a pie chart on page one or page two. Um, that tells you what percentage of your money you have in stocks. Sometimes they call it equities uh, versus bonds, which they sometimes call fixed income. And and just like I you know mentioned on so many shows previously, many of these bond funds have been absolute garbage over the past ten years. Not just the past year, not just the past five years, ten years—a long time. These bonds have been lifeless. And one of you know, Vanguard's just to call them out. One of their biggest bond funds that they offer. A lot of people have this listening right now. A lot of people have this. It's called the Vanguard Total Bond Fund. It's earned investors something like 0.79% per year for the past 10 years and something like 0.2 or maybe 0.02, something Mm. like that average over the past five years. And look, if you have a, a financial advisor linked up to the account, and they're charging you a fee, an advisory fee. Sometimes it's you know typically in the 1% range. I've seen one and a half or more. Then essentially, mathematically, you're making the interest. And then your advisor is immediately taking it. You're making it. They're taking it. That's exactly <laughs> what's happening in many, many cases. And, and you know this could be 40% of your money. Almost half of your money could be earning little to no interest 
in these bond funds and, and people sometimes you know, look, life gets in the way. We get busy. We, there's a million other things that pop up on our the front burner for us and we become complacent because a lot of times we look at our statements, uh, you know, maybe time to time, month to month, quarter to quarter. And we see generally maybe the money is growing. But if you take a deeper look, and I challenge our, my, our listeners to do that, take a deeper look onto page two or page three where it tells you your holdings and look them up individually. Look up your funds individually. It only takes about a few minutes to do this. Uh, and if you were to look it up, you would probably notice that 60% of your account, the equity portion, if you're in a 60-40 mix, that's the portion that was growing for you. And imagine if you could get just better results with 100% of your money, not just the 60%, that's the stock portion, the, the 40%, a lot of money uh, in these Vanguard uh, and Fidelity bond funds and you name them, uh, they could be just dead weight for you. I mean, think about that movie years ago, that weekend at Bernie's. Remember the two guys were lugging around the dead guy? Uh, gosh, was that from the 80s, but uh, or maybe 90s? That's exactly what these bonds, that's the vision I get when I see all these bonds in people, these bond funds in people's retirement accounts. It makes me think about that movie because look, there's so many other financial vehicles that we can use nowadays instead of those low performing bonds and instead of those stable value funds. A lot of people have uh, that deferred comp, um, uh, the 457 plan with the city, with Nationwide. There's a stable value fund in there. It has minimal, minimal rates of return. Uh, you're going to want to be looking elsewhere. Um, and we can use, there's accounts, you know, out there that offer 5% or 6% interest for a couple of years, uh, because I've seen so many, um, bond funds and these stable value funds that aren't offering anywhere close to five or 6%. Plus there's the other accounts out there that have no advisory fee from a financial advisor dipping into your interest mm. each and every year. And I, I've been helping my clients personally with these exact types of uh, of financial instruments for years, but especially way more so nowadays because the rates are so decent. So if you feel like your investments just have you know been going up and down and up and down without making any true progress, then don't let another minute go by because you could be wasting valuable time in, in terms of uh, giving your money a better opportunity for growth. And look, I don't care if your current advisor sends you cupcakes or whatever sort of get holiday <laughs> gift, or maybe he sends your kids flyers tickets or something once a year, it's not worth the potential tens of thousands of dollars that you could be leaving on the table uh, each year. I've heard all sorts of excuses why people stay with, with advisors. So look, if you've been going sideways with your money, or if you're in those stable funds that are getting uh, just minimal amounts of interest, or worse, if you have 30% or 40% of your money in those bond funds, or if you have the 2025 target date fund that also has 40% bonds roughly, then what I suggest doing is grabbing your phone right now, because it's a great time to set up a call with me for later this week. And someone from my team will take down your name and number. So the number to call right now is 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. And look, even if you have a super busy schedule this upcoming week, it's worth carving out some time uh, just for a brief phone call or even a Zoom uh, meeting uh, with me personally, because you, you need to make sure you're remaining on track 
with your retirement savings, even in this economic situation with the high inflation that we're going through. And uh, I can help you with all that. So the complimentary consultation will be with me personally, no cost whatsoever. The number to call, once again, 610-894-7415, Chris. And I get it. We're all running around. You know, it's a busy time of year, busy. We're all busy these days, but just take a couple of minutes right now. Go ahead and have that call again. Not going to delve into the, the full details with Jim right now. That is an appointment you're going to set later on, one that works convenient for you. But go ahead and make that call right now. Get on Jim's calendar. This could be one of the most important calls you make on the way towards your retirement. 610-894-7415. Jim, we've heard you say before that nobody should put all their nest egg into an annuity. So the next question is, this, well, how much should somebody put in to you know, provide that guaranteed source of income, and uh, what should that cover? Uh, here's Cheryl Moore, who is an annuity advocate with uh, Winkintel.com. I would say the least amount that you should be considering putting into the annuity would be the amount that you need to cover all your expenses or that income floor that you have. That's a good rule of thumb to use as the minimum amount that you should put into an annuity. I think she has a good point there. You know, we all have monthly expenditures, and if that's covered, what, what do you think? Do you agree? What are some other examples of retirement costs that annuities could cover? Well, Chris, here we are once again <laughs> talking about annuities on the show. And, and I really do think it's because annuities have been in the spotlight lately because of how high interest rates have been. I mean, look, we have 7% mortgages now, uh, 8 and 9% auto loans. I mean, um, it's this high level of inflation, and it also has increased annuity rates nowadays. Uh, annuities were nowhere close to being this this high just a couple of years ago. And I think annuities have also been in, in so many financial publications lately because people are nervous about where the stock market could be heading, especially if the current administration gets reelected next year. Um, you know, this, this could uh, really uh, jolt the market a, a, a bit. And, you know, when it comes to annuities in general, I think there is a lot of misinformation flowing around that I just wanted to take a minute to point out regarding annuities, because I, I don't think it's fair for the general public uh, to be reading articles uh, 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 that are, you know, clearly written by stockbrokers who are, by the way, the, 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 uh, the competitors of annuities. Stockbrokers mm -hmm. hate it when your money's in the annuity because your money's not with them. <laughs> uh, so they try to sometimes paint annuities in the worst possible way, um, especially for this. A lot of brokers don't offer annuities. So of course they're going to talk down about the competition. But for example, let's talk about this. Um, a lot of times people think if you if you pass away, the annuity company is going to keep all of your unused money. And there are some annuities out there that still exist. They're they're kind of on the rare side these days, but um, that will do that kind of like a pension. But nowadays, the majority of annuities uh, can pay the entire remaining cash value balance as a death benefit to your spouse or your kids or your you know your spouse can continue the account in many cases. Uh, or whomever your beneficiaries happen to be, the money goes, the unused money uh, goes to them. Um, and there's other types of annuities out there that are called variable annuities, variable annuities. They're the ones that charge the higher internal fees that in my professional opinion, they're excessive. And, and I've seen, you know, a couple where they have, you know, all different sets of fees that, you know, they have a few different ones or a couple different ones. And when you add them all up, they can, they can add up to over three or three and a half percent per year. Hmm. And look, I don't think anyone should be paying those levels of fees, maybe a 1% fee if the features are decent, uh, like lifetime income and all of that. 
But that's where I would draw the line, Chris. You know, it really depends on, on what you're getting for it. It comes down to the question of value. One percent for you know guaranteed income, maybe maybe that that's worth it. But as you said, you know that three or four percent things to be to be wary of. But there are so many different annuities out there. How do how do people really figure out what's what's going to work best for them, if at all? Yeah, I mean, great question. And and look, sometimes it makes sense to pay a one percent fee if if they're paying you eight or nine percent. Yeah. In income, I mean, look at your balance, multiply that by eight or nine percent. And oftentimes these are the cash flows that you can count on from these annuities. So, yeah, they're they're attractive with these higher rates in many situations. Uh, and, and there's other people out there that are perfect candidates to have a portion you know, of, of some of the retirement savings positioned in a solid uh, annuity. And those same people don't even know it. And here's why, in, in my opinion. Because a lot of these big brokerage firms like Vanguard, Acceler, uh, et cetera, they don't even offer these types of uh, guaranteed payouts to, to, uh, to their clients, the, what the annuities can offer. Um, let me give you an example. I, I just had a Zoom meeting with a longtime listener of our show, and he was right here uh, in the, the Newtown Square area. So he was only about a 10-minute drive to the Radnor, Pennsylvania office. Okay. And what he was sharing with me is that he was just nervous to spend any of his money mm. to spend because he thought the market wasn't going to do so hot and over the next several years. And he was only 62. We'll call him Danny. And when I asked Danny what he plans on doing uh, from an income standpoint, because he, he had Social Security uh, coming in um, for retirement, but at age 62, remember, it's the reduced uh, benefit. It's a smaller amount. And he said he's just planning on living off that, just the Social Security. And it was something like $1,800 a month. So think about it. That would give him a really, a really tight budget. And as far as his retirement savings, he, he had a nice amount. He had something like 560000 total saved for retirement amongst a couple of different accounts. But the thought of spending any of that money made him just too nervous. And when we chatted further, he agreed that just the Social Security income of 1800 a month. And remember, he has to de deduct uh, later when he's 65, his Medicare costs from that, um, his property taxes, um, his, uh, his car uh, payment, the car insurance, the gas, the cell phone bill, gifts for his kids, gifts for his grandkids. It was literally leaving him with a couple bucks left at the end of each month in his budget. And he didn't have any extra funds for like traveling, we're spending time down the shore with his family and friends. He was telling me how he, he loves fishing and he, he, but then he was, he had me laughing. He was saying, Jim, I barely have enough money left over for gas money and bait. Uh, he said he barely had enough money to cross the Walt Whitman bridge for the toll. Uh, and when I asked him, I said, look, Danny, is this the retirement that you've always dreamt about while you were working hard in your thirties, your forties? Uh, you know, and, and of course he said that, you know, he said, look, Jim, I feel good about the money that I have accumulated, but he openly, you know, he said, look, I admit the fear of using my money has really put a wet blanket on his retirement. So what I was able to do for Danny is to show him what annuities were capable of, the newer, the, the ones nowadays with these, uh, with the rates that are uh, decent. Um, and what we ended up doing of his 560,000, he ended up doing a tax-free rollover because some of that 560 was in a retirement account and you could get the money into an IRA funded by an annuity. Hmm. And the annuity was paying him 6.6% um, 6 .6 
for the rest of his life. And the income from the annuity would be arriving right in his bank account, just wired right in um, every month, regardless of what the stock market's doing, regardless of how long he lives. He could live till he's 100 years old. It doesn't matter. The 6.6% of the 200000 that we ended up rolling over into the annuity, that, that was able to provide him with $1,100 per month of income so that he could be way more comfortable each month, another $1,100 a month. And the remaining balance, whatever the, uh, whatever's left in the annuity with the growth potential and all of that remaining in the annuity uh, at the end of his life, that could be passed on to his kids uh, later in life. So, um, you know, so I explained all that to him. I also showed him how the annuity could actually be converted to a Roth IRA annuity. So he could receive tax-free income from the annuity for the rest of his life on top of all the other features that the annuity offers. So look, if you're listening right now, it doesn't matter if you're a few years away from retiring or if you're already retired, there's no doubt that you need to begin planning for income to help supplement your social security check. And now with rates higher than average, uh, investors are able to lock in strong rates, uh, really the highest rates I've seen in the past 25 years uh, right now. So if you're curious as to whether or not, you know, higher income payout from your investments could be beneficial, then, then give my office a call right now and we'll set up a time to, to chat later this week, take a deeper dive. So the number to call is 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. And this will be for the complimentary consultation. We'll take a deeper dive and just take a, a better look in how to best position yourself for cash flow each month during retirement. The number again, 610-894-7415. Because so many people, you know, they're, they're focused on the accumulation phase, but they don't really know how to distribute, how to, you know, make that money last. And, and in the case of Danny, you know, maybe, maybe paralyzed into to not doing so. So the show is called Freedom to Retire, but it's also the freedom to to spend the money that you've worked so hard to accumulate. And that is what a proper plan, a proper structure, properly structured plan can do for you. And Jim Cipriati, happy to help you with that. Again, 610-894-7415 is the phone number. These have been some pretty rocky days on Wall Street. Since July, the percentage of stocks that were above their 200-day moving average, they plummeted by more than 40%. Tech companies like Tesla are down by as much as 50%. Other big companies, Target, Southwest Airlines, Disney, they slumped about 60%. And Here's a market strategist, Troy Gayeski on Fox Business. Our whole contention since the end of 21 is that returns are going to be much harder because interest rates clearly aren't going lower like they did from 1982 to 2021. And the Fed is going to be tightening policy until either we have a recession or inflation gets sustainably below 2%, which is much, much harder given how tight the labor market continues to be. It's a time to be defensive. It's a time to protect capital. It's not a time to be a hero. Now, uh, we were talking, Jim, a little earlier uh, before the show about how the markets have come back a little bit, but it just goes to show the, the rocky, volatile times we have right now. Should portfolios be in protection mode right now, or do these numbers present an opportunity to, to maybe reinvest? 
And geez, Chris, even with that big run-up that we had in the market this past week, mm -hmm. uh, uh, a lot of these big stocks are still down significantly from, from where they peaked this past July. I mean, the magnificent seven stocks. We're talking about Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, Meta, um, Amazon, Tesla, and Google. They, they've all taken a substantial hit. And, and look, you know, we, we've know these stocks have had a great run, but realistically, realistically, how much more are they going to keep going up in the near term? I mean, mm -hmm. it, it kind of reminds me, I have to say, like the 1990s when we had that dot-com bubble bursting. Um, I mean, look at the P.E. ratio of Tesla. It looks like just like those ratios uh, that we had on these, these uh, dot-comers. And remember, there was damage. There was damage back then to our investments. But a lot of folks who are listening today who might be in their 60s, they were in their early 40s. Uh, back at the time of the dot-com era, and they had plenty of time to ride out the downturn. Because look, if you're on the verge of retirement in the next couple of years, let's say, or even if you're newly retired, uh, if these stocks, these big magnificent, if they were to deflate down to half of their current prices, most people would not be able to get through uh, the next 25 years of retirement if they had to begin taking money out of the retirement accounts and selling off shares of these stocks at deeply discounted prices in order to keep paying their monthly bills. And we really have to ask ourselves by staying in these stocks, what more are we really looking to get out of these investments? Uh, of course, maybe for a portion of your investments, but if you have too much in, you know, if, if they go up another 10%, is it really worth it? You know, is it really going to make that much of a difference in our portfolio? But on the same token, flip side of the coin, if we lose 30%, yeah. You better believe a lot of folks are, are going to have a tougher time in making ends meet throughout the retirement, Chris. And that could be pretty rocky, and it could adjust the the plan entirely. You know, your, your options at that point scale back on what you, you're you're spending. Probably not ideal. Going back to work, probably not ideal. I, none of them really work out if if you still are continuing to swing for the fences in retirement. So, so what should we be doing at this point? Well, a, a number of things. So, remember on last week's show, we talked about. Uh, how when when people um, ask if they if if they have a, if I ask them if they have any bonds and, and sometimes they say no Jim I I don't have any bonds I just have a, you know a bunch of mutual funds in my four hundred one k yeah and then when we take a deeper dive to look at what mutual funds they actually own we look them up uh, a lot of the funds that people have they have forty percent the ingredients under the hood forty percent maybe even fifty percent of the mutual funds. We're invested in one way or another in bonds. There they are, yeah. Uh, like these target date funds, these balance funds. One of the main ingredients is bonds. And, and guess what? The same thing happens when I ask people if uh, I say, "Hey, um, Mary, or whatever you know your name is," uh, you know, I, I'll ask you maybe if you're heavily invested in tech stocks like Microsoft, Nvidia, Amazon. And one of the most common answers I get is they say, "No, Jim." I don't have any of those stocks. I just have a bunch of mutual funds in my 401k. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, for anyone listening right now, and here's a little fun exercise uh, for you to do this weekend. Go to your 401k statement. Go, go on page two or page three where it actually tells you your holdings. That's what you're truly invested in. And just go to Google um, if you want. Everyone's familiar with Google. Type in the name of the funds uh, that you own um, and... Uh, you know, maybe it says like large cap growth fund or something like that, um, or, you know, like fidelity, uh, large cap growth. Uh, go to Google, type in the name, and then 
right after that, type in the phrase top 10 holdings. So this is the ingredients of what's in that fund. Um, for example, you know, you go to Google, you type in uh, Vanguard U.S. Growth Fund, a very popular fund with Vanguard. And then right after that, type in top 10 holdings. We want to see what the ingredients are, like a, like a can of sauce. We want to look at the back of the can, see what's in it. And you're going to see the usual suspects, the Microsoft, the Apple, the NVIDIA, uh, the, the uh, Meta, the Amazon, Tesla, Google. And you know what? Even though you, you, you don't uh, think you own those stocks individually, you do own them. They're in the mutual funds that are in your, your uh, 401k. You still own those shares. And, and you can look up, uh, you know, as people say, well, I have more than just one fund. I'm really diversified. Uh, you know, I have the Growth Fund of America, another very big popular American funds, Growth Fund of America. Look up its top 10 holdings. You're going to see it's the same exact ingredients, the same players. Uh, look up the Fidelity Contra Fund. Um, look up the Fidelity Large Cap Growth Index. Um, look up the ones that you have, though, and look up the top holdings. You're going to see over and over the same repeat stocks, Microsoft, Tesla, Meta, mm -hmm. et cetera. So, look, even though you know folks have a lot of different mutual funds, uh, you know, I have some people telling me that they're they're really well diversified because they have Jim. I have twelve different funds. I'm spread out. But if you look <laughs> up the holdings, folks have mutual funds that are duplicating the exact same stocks over and over. And once those stocks begin to start to tumble, which we all hope that that doesn't happen, of course, of but, course, um, that's when people's retirement savings may also begin to crumble. And look, even though we, we, a lot of us made a lot of money in those stocks over the past 12, 14 years, we need to remember the economic conditions that were in play uh, over the past 12 years. Just like we heard on the clip, we had really, really low interest rates over the past 12, 14 years because we had really low inflation. And with those low interest rates, these companies were able to thrive because they were able to borrow money at low costs, they were able to grow exponentially, uh, you know, but we're in a different economic cycle right now. Mortgage rates, they're back up to 7%. Auto loans, 8 or 9%. Small businesses, they're in the double-digit range now for their loans. So it might make more sense to stop trying to squeeze out another 6% or 7% from these high-risk stocks and these high-risk mutual funds when we can invest nowadays in fixed interest rates that are also right there in that 6% range. Now, I've seen three-year uh, financial instruments out there in the 6% range, three-year 6% with no stock market risk of losing your money and no annual fees. So look, in addition to helping people with finding investments uh, that can cut out a great deal of the stock market risk, which I'm very interested in helping people with that, uh, and looking at these desirable rates of interest, like these 6% range uh, vehicles, I've been helping people um, with without charging them fees. And I want to spend another minute on this because that's a, a, a misconception that I want to talk about. Uh, a lot of folks think that working with me, Jim, you're a, you know, you're a host, you're on the radio show. I imagine you, you know, you don't work with people that have, you know, unless they have a million dollars. I've actually got the, quite a few of those comments and, uh, you're probably not going to talk to me because I, I have less than a million bucks um, and you probably uh, charge high fees. Um, and that couldn't be any further from the truth. 
The minimum account balance I work with, a lot of people who listen to the show for a while, they know this, is $250,000, which I know for a fact that people listening to the show right now, there's so many successful people, so many uh, members of our greater Philadelphia community, that balance is not such a high bogey to hit. Most people have that uh, between two spouses, bank accounts, retirement accounts, et cetera. And, and look, some financial instruments that I work with, they don't charge any annual fees at all. In fact, I'm paid directly from the financial institution. So you get to work with me where I share all of my investment ideas as well as my tax minimization, uh, you know, uh, ideas to where you could potentially save money in taxes, all of those techniques. And you're not paying me one penny of annual fees or advisory charges because the company is paying me directly. The financial firm institution, they're paying me directly. And I'm content with what they pay me in order for me to help out with all of your other areas of finance, of your finances. It kind of gets me on board. And I help with those other areas completely complimentary. So long story short, if you think you might be taking too much risk with your money, maybe not getting the reward that you had hoped for, it might be time right now, today, to begin steps towards take, getting a second look, getting another set of eyes on things. And I'd be more than happy to give you a complimentary second opinion, or, or maybe you're working with a financial advisor who is charging you fees and you're not really seeing your balance move in the direction that, that, that you'd hoped. Look, I want to speak with you, especially if that's the case. And it all starts with an introductory phone call with me personally. So the number to call right now, someone on my team will take down your name and number. You and I will, will talk later in the week. The number to call is 610-894-7415. Once again, 610-894-7415. And yes, I am an accredited investment fiduciary. I am obligated to put your best interest first. So it's probably a great time to take me up on this offer to see if there's anything additional I might be able to point out for you. The number again, 610-894-7415, Chris. Just a couple of minutes of your day today. Uh, you know, another meeting uh, in the coming week could be some of the most valuable time, as I said before, that you spend on the way towards your retirement. Go ahead and make that call, 610-894-7415. And don't forget, it is completely complimentary. Now let's talk taxes, Jim. Uh, an article on The Motley Fool a financial website says moving money from an IRA to a Roth, it could be a good tax saving measure for retirement, but they do warn that converting money over while you're taking social security, well, that could be a disaster. Uh, let's talk about that. Why would that be the case? Well, look, Chris, I, we, we've been talking about the power of these Roth IRAs mm -hmm. and, and Roth conversions here on the show, really since we started broadcasting here on 1210 uh, a couple of years ago. And look, conversions involve additional taxable income that you have to report yeah. in the tax year that you make the conversion. Um, and if you do the conversions, you know, short and sweet, if you, you know, do them over maybe two or three years, yeah, while you're also collecting Social Security, sure, it can put you into maybe the next higher tax bracket. Not all of your money goes into that higher, just the excess goes into that higher bracket. Okay. And, and yeah, you might trigger higher Medicare costs. Uh, we call that IRMA, I-R-M-A-A -A, is the acronym, and it stands for income-related monthly adjustment amounts. But, but, but keep in mind, um, you know, those increases are only temporary right around the time you do the conversions. Actually, it takes two years for Medicare to catch up. 
So there's a two-year delay after you do the conversions where, yeah, your Medicare premiums might go up 100 bucks or 200 bucks a month, depending on how much you convert. And, and there's some accountants out there that I've heard telling folks, don't do those conversions. You don't want your Medicare prices going up, do you? And the accountant looks like the hero because he saved you 200 bucks in higher Medicare costs that year. But then I usually follow up with that. And I say, you know, look, ask your accountants if they've done all of the math, not just the Medicare thing that has your accountants calculated the, the tax potential tax savings of the four potential uh, benefits that your money can be uh, blessed with after you convert to Roth. And here's the four. Uh, the, the first benefit is that your taxes are going to be paid and over with after you do the conversion. Remember, you could be any age and make any amount of income. There's no income limitations for conversions, guys. So um, your taxes are paid and over with. So think about it. Our nation, America, as much as we all love our country, 32 trillion of debt, 32 trillion. Taxes are likely to go up in the future. And the money that you convert to Roth, you will not have to pay taxes when you make qualified withdrawals. Um, if taxes do go up, you, you prepay them at the, at the lower amounts. In fact, qualified withdrawals from a Roth can be tax free, which means none of your income, if you converted everything to Roth, that's an extreme example, but some people are doing it. And that means none of your income throughout retirement uh, will be taxable from those withdrawals because all of your social security can also be 100% tax free after you do those conversions. And if you're only pulling out qualified Roth conversions in addition to the social. So think about it. You can permanently qualify for the lowest Medicare rates because maybe you paid a little bit more for two or three years. Big deal because qualified withdrawals from your Roth, they don't hurt your Medicare costs either. Okay. So look, the second benefit is that there's no RMDs required minimum distributions with your Roth money. You can leave the money in there until you are darn well ready to take it out. <laughs> Most folks uh, are having to take huge amounts of RMDs out in their 70s. And, and once that money comes out, if you don't spend it, where, what are you going to do? You're going to reinvest it into a taxable account. It can never go back into a warm and cozy retirement account, you know, whereas uh, it's much different with the Roth because you do not get kicked out of the Roth. You leave it in there until you're ready. The third benefit is that when your kids inherit your money in the Roth, they do not need to claim it as taxable income on their personal income tax return. Okay, so let's fast forward. Let's say if you passed away in, in your mid-80s, your kids are likely to be in their mid-50s, maybe early 60s at that time. And um, that could be uh, you know, a potential massive tax savings because look, the last things your kids are going to need is to be claiming all of your investment money as income uh, when they're already in their peak earning years, in their in their mid to late fifties, and and you know, think beyond that too. If they're inheriting money from their in laws, the IRS could easily be dancing off into the sunset with with you know forty percent of your retirement money because your your kids are getting clobbered with these high tax brackets. Mm -hmm. All right. And then the fourth benefit is that your kids can have 10 years with the Roth to slowly get the money out 
after they inherit the money. And they get to keep all of the interest, all the dividends. Uh, they don't have to, the, the, the growth, they don't have to split any of it with the government. They keep all of it because there's no taxes on all the growth. Think about 2013. Think about how much your money has grown 10 years ago since 2013. My goodness. So this is like a gift from mom and dad that keeps on giving and giving. So what I would suggest is if that your financial advisor or CPA, if they blow off or shrug off the Roth idea, say, oh, it's not really a great idea and really may not get much benefit out of it. Make sure they discussed all four of these topics and not just, you know, one or two of these topics, Chris. Because, yes, the, the truth is you are going to have to pay the taxes when you do the conversion, and that is something that I think that goes without saying. It may it counts as reportable income for that year, but the benefits down the line you know, uh, could, could be exponential compared to what you're going to be paying right now. But it's also not as simple as saying, hey, I'm going to convert everything that I've got right now. You want to be methodical about it, right? Yeah, of course. There are Roth conversions. Are, there's some people that want to convert everything and go for it. You could do that. Okay. There's nothing stopping. You could be any age. You could be working, non-working. You could be retired, uh, make a million bucks of income and still do a conversion. You, you can. Um, but how much to convert? You don't need to convert every last thing. But in many cases, it makes sense to convert portions. And look, speaking of conversions, we only have a few weeks left this year yeah. to take advantage of these lower discounted tax rates that President Trump put into place for us several years ago. We just have a few weeks left this year uh, to do a conversion. It has to be done prior to December 31st. Most companies want it done a couple of weeks, you know, by mid-December. So we really need to focus in on this and, and carve out a little bit of your time. I know we all have busy schedules uh, to see if a conversion is a good move uh, potentially for you. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth, LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non-affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative either by phone or in person.